This is episode 698 for August 2021. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is by Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, since we're talking about the child within on this episode of Spider History with JR. Before we get to the episode, I want to thank people that made it possible for you to listen to it. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they help support the site, and they also get some nice perks, uh, like exclusive podcast episodes, early release episodes, uh, some swags, crawlspace t-shirts, etc. So, big thank you goes out to Gene, Ghost Spider 2018, JR, Robert, Scott, Venkman, Brian, David, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, James, John, Josh, Kelly, King Hillbilly, Laura, Mohammed, Noah, O-Force 33, Ryan, Sarah, Scott, F, Scott M, Will, hashtag something good for you, Dalla, AJ, Andrew, Bob, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Avenji, Jeffrey, Gru Comics, Hafskimo, Ira, Jay, JB, Jared, John M, Curtis, Matthew, Michael, Mitzi86, Nick, Patrick, Ricky, and Ryan, Stephen, Stuart, Symbiobro, and Toby Z. Again, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and ensure more episodes come out in the future. All right, on to spider history. The fans have demanded, JR. That you tackle the child within because they know you love vermin. And <laughs> of course, of course, they know which, me so well, which is hysterical because this story is very similar, in my opinion, to Craven's Last Hunt and the fact that the stuff going on behind the scenes that's not vermin related is more interesting than what is happening to vermin, in my opinion. But uh, this. Issue that we're going to tackle is uh, Spec 178. Uh, This came out in 91, huh? Yeah. This isn't on uh, Marvel uh, Unlimited, is it? Because I was looking for it. It's not. It's not. Okay. 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 All right. Yes. Yes, indeed, boys and girls. This is is an interesting uh, conundrum I find myself in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because as everyone knows, I'm a big fan of the Goblins. Yep. And as everyone knows, I thoroughly <laughs> detest vermin. It, it, uh, it's it's peanut butter, but not the chocolate with it. It's like peanut butter and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those. It, it's funny because I just, you know, how uh, some of our critics, you know, uh, always basically, you know, they, they lump us all in the same batch. They all say, well, they all like stories from this era and they all hate the new era, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here I've, I've always found myself a critic of uh, some of these stories that other people consider classic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this, in this is another one like Craven's last hunt. Uh, this is a quote unquote classic that I, I really have little use for. And which also is kind of um a little bit odd because I personally believe that JMD Mateus is a good writer mm-hmm. uh, and I have enjoyed some of his stuff, but uh, it, it, it almost, it's, I guess it's one of those things where you, it's like, you just don't click with something and, mm-hmm. or someone. And I don't know if, you know, that says more about the writer that says more about me. Uh, obviously anybody who's listened to me talk about his writing knows that we have very divergent opinions upon um I guess it, I guess, yeah. uh, what to do about certain members of society, I suppose. I don't yeah. know. I'm not, uh, I've always been a pretty strict law and order guy and, and, uh, he, and the way he excuses a lot of these villains behavior is, is I just yeah. find unfathomable. So Gary, there's a little bit G- of that as well. Gary in the frozen says Sal Buscema's art is beautiful here. One of his, my all time favorite Spider-Man artists. I would agree. His art is beautiful. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, this was a line I was going to use later, uh, and maybe I'll use it again. But if you're an, uh, if you're a fan of Sal Buscema's art, yep. you're getting your money's worth. Because one of the comments, I, I, I think the story is too long, for one. I, yeah. I think I think it's too, yeah, D. has also created Jews Traveler, which I was about to yeah. reference. Um, th- this story, one of the problems is I think it's too long. 
you know, uh, and as a result, the ending disappoints. Whereas maybe if it had been shorter, it wouldn't have. Uh, but but uh, but like I said, there's a lot of art with little or no dialogue, and Sal Buscema is telling the story. Uh, so again, you know, if you're a fan of his art, you are getting your money's worth yeah. on this one. Uh, in fact, before I even forget it, because uh, I was researching um, using the. You know, I decided to com- uh, consult the uh, comics creators on Spider-Man, which, you know, Spidey fans, uh, if there is an essential group of books, this is one of them yeah. uh, that you have. And there's a chapter on DeMatteis where he talks about uh, how he wrote uh, when he wrote Spider-Man 200, which was obviously Spectacular 200, which was the death of Harry. He had mm-hmm. like the, the last pages filled with all kinds of dialogue. And then he got Sal's pages back and he said, why should I screw up this art with all my dialogue? Yeah, it's too <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, you know, comic, uh, comic careers and Spider-Man has an interview with Dave Mateus and basically, uh, much like Craven's last hunt, uh, the child within had its origin as a Batman story. And, uh, he Ooh. was, you know, again, he wanted to explore the whole psychology of a damaged child, uh, which obviously Batman had been and, uh, Two-Face was going to be the villain. Uh, and but he said that at that p- the time he pitched the story, there had been a Batman story that dealt heavily with child abuse, which is a, a mm. theme obviously in this story. And they didn't want to go down that well again. Uh, so then I, I believe it was, uh, and I just put the book aside. So I'm I don't know if I remember this perfectly because uh, age, you know, forget. I haven't things. read that book in years. The comics creators yeah. on Spider-Man, Gary in the Frozen, says he bought that book because you recommended it and your Craven's Last Hunt Spider History book. I deserve a royalty. There you go. <laughs> Just like Marine in the uh, rent. I deserve a royalty. Um, so I reference that. That probably. Oh, whatever. Anyway. Slick right um, over. Yep. <laughs> but um, now see, my, my train of thought went away. Comics creators on Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, said. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't want to do another child abuse story. And then Batman, I yeah. think it was uh, Chris, uh, Jim Owsley slash Christopher Priest who talked <laughs> Mateus to coming back and doing this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he decided uh, that he actually did like it better as a Peter Parker, Harry Osborne story uh, because it had the dynamic of Peter and Harry being best friends and also yeah. quote unquote, greatest enemies. Uh, and then it had the added, obviously the added kick of Harry's father, of course, being uh, an insane super villain who mm-hmm. also had a history with, Harry's best friend. So. And this is essential reading to really appreciate spec 200 where Harry dies, dies. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, this, I mean, it is, it's one of the most essential. It's one of the most, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I was about to, and, and actually one of this, uh, yeah, Mr. No, no, not that, not, not Mr. Ditkovich. People heard JR say rent and thought he was referencing Mr. Ditkovich. Says no, no, yeah. no, no. Uh, you know, <laughs> check your early Adina Menzel there folks. But anyway, <laughs> So um, go ahead. But um, anyway, but uh, again, go ahead and like on this vermin character, I Demetrius created this character back in Captain America, I think. Yep. And it showed yeah. up in a Marvel team up. I think that was the first time uh, vermin and Spider-Man cross paths. Right. And it reminds me of what somebody said about Judas Traveler, because Demetrius created Judas Traveler for the clone saga yeah. and said, I don't know where he was going with this character. <laughs> he obviously liked it a lot. But I had no idea what it what it, what the plan was, uh, and um, but Vermin and then Vermin continues to figure yet in another. I mean, it's almost like Vermin and Spider Man and Harry Osborn actually are kind of going along along on this path together. Which I don't. Again, it's it's like I don't understand it because I think it's wrong to, particularly with Peter and Harry and their long history, it, it's wrong for them to share the spotlight. I, I, I really felt that that really compromised the story. Again, like the Spider-Man story with Craven, the most significant Craven story ever told, essentially the best mm-hmm. Craven story ever told, essentially a devastating yeah. ending. You know, which you don't see villains usually do or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it leaves Spider-Man, you know, it puts Spider-Man through one of the biggest travails of his life, you know, and then, oh, we got Vermin here, you know. And now this story here is a critical story in the Harry Osborn uh, uh, story mm-hmm. uh, because this is where Harry goes off the rails for good. Harry never comes back after this. Well, until brand new, brand day. new day. But then you that know? is but, a question at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we never know. But anyway, at this time, this was a, the point of no return for Harry Osborne. Yeah. So again, here we have critical story. Uh, and yet the two and ta- the two protagonists have to share the spotlight with someone mm-hmm. 
who is has never been a really focal point in Spider-Man history. So that that's one of my gripes with Venom. And again, fi- the again, the last um, not Venom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vermin. I got yeah. my own problems with Venom, uh, but Vermin. <laughs> and and again, Vermin's crimes it just mystifies me uh, because as far as I'm concerned, this type of character should be put down like a rabid dog, uh, <laughs> or like a or, or like a rabies bitten rat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, I just don't bet anyway. But that's so anyway. So I have very conflicting feelings about this story. Uh, and as we go through it, maybe you'll see why I'm yeah. not such a monster as George may think, you know, and that, uh, you know, or, or you may, may, may understand my perspective yeah. here. So but anyway, here real quick. Hornacek says, isn't there a six part death of vermin story later? I think there is. I, I, I don't know if it's a six parter, but yes, there is a death of vermin story come later in, in spectacular. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so the, the, all these six issues that we're going to do over the next two months, actually start- seven because it's a six part oh, yeah, story. Yeah. And seven. there's, and there's an epilogue. They all start off. Sal does a thing where you're watching like a monitor. So like a, or a television monitor. Yeah, yeah. The first, the, the the core of the story is is a six part story, and then there's there's a seventh part, uh, which is a well, it's kind of an epilogue, but then it leads off to the next story, which yeah. is irrelevant to what we're doing. Essentially, uh, obviously, uh, Vermin is at Ravencroft. Uh, yeah. and he was dropped there after the events of Craven's Last Hunt. Uh, I believe, uh, I believe, um, Spider Man took him to Reed Richards, and then Richards dumped him off here at Ravencroft yeah. with Doctor Kafka. And so each six issue opens with the same motif: is yeah. that Kaf- Doctor Kafka is reviewing these observation tapes that have been made during the therapy sessions that she has, has tried to, uh, to have with, uh, with Vermin. And, uh, so, you know, we start off the story is she's going through one of these and he's obviously troubled about, about something. And, uh, then he goes about, you know, he goes on how everyone's a liar. Everybody wears masks. And, you know, of course that's supposed to, you know, what is that? That's supposed to lead yeah. off the story. Well, then page two, we find out that Vermin has escaped Ravencroft. Okay. So he's escaped Ravencroft and he's in the sewers again and he's ranting and raving about, you know, how they thought they could hold me and I escaped. Ha 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 ha, you know, and, uh, you know, but, and then all of a sudden he sees a little boy. Yep. There's this little boy, you know, I don't know. I'm here. I don't know why I'm here in the sewers and the the waste and the rubbish of uh, people, all of New York City's residents, crap and everything. Uh, but w- will you help me go home? Yeah. And of course, here's the thing: you, uh, the astute reader knows exactly who yeah. this is mm-hmm. and what the hell is going on here. It's it's Furman as a little kid. Yeah. Oh, you spoiled it. Well, I knew it on the first time I read it. I'm like, oh, that's exactly. That, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know. All right. Next page is when we have our big, you know, our big title page up from the depths. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Dr. Ashley Kafka is showing Spider-Man pictures of the carnage. No pun intended. That vermin left me. Yeah, that vermin left behind when he escaped. Uh, it looks like about a dozen photos of about as many different people, blood soaked, slashed open, yep. their eyes still registering the terror they felt as they realized that they were going to die. Yep. All right. And these are the only pictures that Dr. Kafka feels she can show Spider-Man because the rest of them are just absolutely too horrible. Right. All right. So. Anyway, Dr. Kafka, obviously she was, I think she was, was she a Demetrius creation? Um, I think she was. I think she, she was. was. I think and, Ravencroft and, is too, if memory okay. serves. And, and Dr. Kafka, it, 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 she was never one of my favorite characters, but, right. but I like the way, I mean, for one, she's a clearly a middle-aged woman, probably yeah. in her forties, her appearance, she has the appearance and the shape of a middle-aged woman, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, but some, for some, and you know, of course, and she would have to be, I mean, she's been a psychiatrist doing this all, you know, it's not like you get your psychiatry degree at the age after four years of college and you start practicing, but for some reason, years later, someone in the spider office decided there's no room for middle-aged women who aren't yeah. model thin in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So they made her 20 years younger, thinner and hotter. Uh, and then, then in the movie, they, they even made her a man. Yeah, 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 and then they then they had her had her doing doing the moon mambo with John Jameson, uh, <laughs> and then our buddy Dan Slot, I believe it was Slot, decided to kill her in a completely wasteful way in story. Uh, it, it's one mm-hmm. of those things, but she came back as a clone or whatever. But uh, again, one of those things where editorial, where are you? You know, mm-hmm. 
the, the, but here, here's one of the problems I have with this story. Okay, starting off. Again, I have no sympathy for a character like Vermin. I mean, like I have no sympathy for a character like Carnage. I'm sorry. You know, you kill people, you know, you get what you deserve. There's no sympathy for you. But Kafka shows absolutely no recognition or acknowledgement of the innocence and the humanity of the people Vermin killed. It's like, didn't she work with these people? Didn't mm -hmm. she know these people? Some of them maybe on a first name basis. No, yeah. they had families, spouses, parents, children. But the only person she cares about, the only person she talks about having any feelings for, the only person, you know, whose humanity she recognizes is their killers. So yeah. in in her to me, this story makes Dr. Kafka appear to be a stone cold sociopath. Okay. And I know that people will say, oh, you know, how, you know, all that other stuff happened in the uh, the off panel or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm, I'm sorry. It wouldn't have taken a, a couple more than a couple panels to make to make it seem to make it look, you know, to show that she acknowledged what Vermin, had, the, the people, the humanity, the people that Vermin had done this to. Yeah. Uh, and and she says nothing, nothing, no concern whatsoever. So to me, that's kind of frightening. Uh, to have, and I, it's not just the character, it's the writer, you know, the writer obviously has this perspective, whatever point he's trying to make, mm -hmm. he's got blinders on and that's all he sees in this narrative, you know, is the, the, you know, oh, this poor bad villain. He's not really as bad as it seems. Eh, screw all those other people he killed, you know, who cares about them? Uh, yeah. but Spider-Man actually has the right, you know, Spider-Man has no sympathy for vermin at all. I mean, obviously because right. the guy eats people. Exactly. You know, he eats people. <laughs> you know, he grabs people off the streets, pulls them to the sewers, and eats them. Yeah, time to you take know? them out. <laughs> there's yeah. no, no, I'm sorry, there's no redemption for this. You yeah. know, so Spider-Man pretty well feels the same way that any normal person would, is that Vermin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it interchangeably, folks, so forget <laughs> me, <laughs> that Vermin should be put down. All right. Yeah. Um, so, let's see here. Okay, I just want to make sure because I've got going back and forth between my notes and, and, and the comic itself because, like I said, this isn't on Marvel uh, Unlimited. So unlike in previous shows where Brad can just bring up the picture or whatever, he can't do that this time around. Well, so. I can. I'm bringing up pictures. I'm bringing you up pictures. Are you not seeing them? Oh, Are you not seeing you know, them? Well, no, I was just so entranced on looking at me as I made the presentation. <laughs> I didn't notice anything else going on. I, I, was, I have been putting slowly the pictures when you reference something I've been putting. Up. So, yes, you did. I was just so, yeah. I, I was sociopathic in my own way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyway, so, sorry about that. like, I'm getting the hell out of there, Kafka. You're nuts. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go look so, for him. So Spider-Man goes, goes, goes looking for Vermin. Uh, and at this point, as you know, as a Spider-Man is swinging, Vermin and the little boy come out of the sewer. You know, Vermin wants to eat. Vermin's hungry. You know, I mean, he wants hostess fruit pies, you know. <laughs> but the boy <laughs> just wants to go home. I want to go. You know, uh, so. Uh, what's that song? I don't want to go. I just want to go. Well, I was just thinking, I don't want to go. I'm a Toys R Us kid, but I don't know oh, yeah. that's where you were going. I want to go so. home. Um, Here, let's so, talk about some goblins. You know, wonders, some why Harry. does this little boy trust me? Let's talk about Harry and, we'll get, and little we'll Normie. Get, we'll get, you know, we'll, get into, we'll, get, we'll get into Harry. We'll, we'll get, well, we'll get all, I we'll like get into all the Harry things. I could give two craps about Vermin, honestly. <laughs> I know, I know. See, I know. that's the point. I know. Who cares? We want to see Harry. I want to All see right. Harry. Well, actually, actually, Harry is actually in the uh, midst of one of his uh, yeah. uh, episodes of Great Denial. He's sitting yeah. on the um, he's sitting on the couch watching uh, cartoons with Little Army. Uh, you know, and Harry's talking to nobody in particular. You know, and, and you look look at his eyes. You know, it's like yeah. his eyes are like so. He's obviously not on planet Earth right now. Anyway, yeah. you know, boy, me and my dad were really buds. We just used to sit here and watch cartoons all the time. Yeah. You know, and of course you're sitting there thinking, absolutely no way. Norman Osborn did not sit around watching cartoons. If Norman Osborn was to watch a cartoon, what would it be <laughs> i don't have i don't know i'm just trying to think it would it would probably be roadrunner and question come from it would probably be roadrunner and wily e. coyote because norman is always chasing <laughs> and spider-man would be the roadrunner sticking his tongue out 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh, Sam, the uh, sheepdog, and uh, Wiley Coyote, you know, or Morning Sam, Morning Ralph. Um, so, so Harry's just saying, you know, of course, and then we see the ghost of Norman Osborne. You because do. Prior, Look at that. Yeah, and because in, in, in a prior issue, Harry was hearing voices, you know, and of course Norman's sitting there saying, "You little wimp." You know, he's not paying attention to you. He's transfixed by that cartoon, you know, and he's not even listening to you. Make him listen to you. Make him suffer. Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong, wrong. wrong so, um, back in the early nineties, this was cool. Cause Norman was dead and it was, it was an interesting way to bring Norman back to haunt Harry. And when I read it back in the day and I, I thought that was really yeah. cool. Uh, you probably dug it too. Well, of course, because yeah. like I said, I mean, and and I'm I'm glad they brought Norman back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the thing, you know, with this story, and then later with after the events of Robot Parents, yeah. you know, and uh, and Spectacular Two Hundred, <laughs> uh, Norman Osborne, even though dead, was mm-hmm. a, 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 just a, he's still a, a presence. A, presence mm-hmm. i mean he, he was he was the most if he, he was the most effective dead supervillain uh yeah. there had been because he continued to he just his evil just he was yeah. just so evil that death couldn't stop it the body was dead but the evil lived on yeah. you know so that was always that was always one of the cool aspects uh about uh about norman osborne during this time period so but anyway so you know of course norman says you know harry shake the boy up make him listen you know and uh, so then uh of course then harry gets mad you know because he's he's you know he's the dad dad is weighing on him and uh then normie cries oh dad what did i do i'm sorry and then of course harry snaps out of it and then um look at look you know, at Norman and just serious. disgust <laughs> he's just disgusted yeah, and i'm not so two. yeah and i'm not so sure it, this is like i think the first of many times that harry calls him beautiful boy yeah uh, that just kind of creeps me out a little bit yeah. i mean you know i have a son i, I have a son okay mm-hmm. uh eric called him that Called him buddy, called him pal. Never called him beautiful boy. So Gary in the Frozen says, JR's Green Goblin voice is like Willem Dafoe's voice. Man, I love it. Uh, Hornacek (laughs) says, I started reading Spidey after Norman had died, so I learned all about Norman from the Hobgoblin and Harry's talks with Ghost Norman. Yep. Same here. Uh, When I started reading, uh, Norman was dead. So. Yep. Take a yeah, shot every time Di Mateus makes Harry say beautiful boy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like I said, I you know, um, and my father never called me that either. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, we were, you we know, were talking uh, about, uh, uh, Harry is very beautiful thin- art. Harry is very sensitive. We've got a beautiful looking shot of Mary Jane waiting for Peter to come home here. Yeah, yeah, Mary Jane is uh, laying there looking rather alluring, just mm-hmm. waiting for Peter to come home, yep. you know, and maybe do a little talking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sharing with the, the events of the day. What happened to you today? Oh, I don't know. She's anyway, looking up oh, at that I skylight in the gory. bathroom that I miss. Remember that skylight? I saw a bunch of gory pictures of people. Yeah, that's true. That, that's true. You know, Peter, uh, you know, Peter, uh, if he, Peter dropped through the sunlight or the skylight, Mary Jane started to get a little, you know, a little interested. The uh, idea, how was your day? Oh, I just saw a whole bunch of, uh, pictures, uh, Polaroids of people slaughtered and ripped to shreds. That yeah. probably would have been a date killer. It's, it's called, um, called so, Tuesday. But, yeah. So Spider-Man just realized, no, I can't, I can't, I would just, if I went, if I went down to Mary Jane and I got me a little action or whatever, that just wouldn't be right. But and action Vermin is his is reward. Out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not while Vermin is out, not while Vermin is out there putting salt and pepper on people and, you know, and, and, and gobbling them up. So Spider-Man just can't, he, he, he can't go in. All right. Okay. So anyway, so the next page is Dr. Kafka watching more observation tapes. If Vermin is resting comfortably and they're using, I guess you would call it regressive therapy where, and, and this is how people see, this is how people always find out that their dad v- violated them years ago, you know, when they had, they had never had any such memories before. So they use these psychiatrists use regressive therapy and all oh, they find out that their dad, you know, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, they do that. 
And um, then all of a sudden, as they, 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 they trigger memories of what Baron Zemo did to him, but then that triggers memories of the bad thing. Right. Okay. Which really enrages him. Okay. Gets him. All right. Which again, particularly the times that we're in, which is, this is 1991. Um, The reader knows where this was going. The reader knows what the bad thing is because it was a, it was a cause celeb at that time. Uh, I mean, in 84, we had the movie with Ted Danson, something about Amelia. Ooh, what a shocking movie. And what a presenting this horrible truth about child sexual abuse. Ooh, you've never seen well, we had, how we had the Spider-Man um, special with Power Pack and the abuser that yep, looked like Uncle Ben. Yep, and, you know, yeah. And Skip is the, the guy Skip. by the name of Skip, you know, touched <laughs> touch Peter. Uh, and then in 87, Suzanne Vega did this story about Luca, which is about child abuse yeah. or whatever. Oh, what a brave and stunning song. Oh, what a brave and stunning song. So I guess, you know, eventually we had to have a brave and stunning story in Spider-Man about child sexual abuse. So, and, and this truth is, and of course this, this is going to, carry through the entire story all right so you know dr Kaufgood, and she's looking through pictures oh he's just a sweet little furry boy you know sweet little furry fanged boy you know that you know we have to go in and uh you know obviously you know vermin probably doesn't have any kind of uh uh he hasn't probably been potty trained you know so you know they have to go clean up and you know what a sweet little furry little little animal boy so all right anyway so Spider-Man's going through the city, and then some woman gets snatched off the streets. And Spider-Man figures, aha, this is it. I'm going to nail that furry little blank, blank, blank. But it just turns out to be a punk that says, don't hurt me, man. Don't Don't hurt hurt me. me. You know, I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. You just kid. She just tried to kidnap a woman and do no, who knows what to her. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be hurt, don't you? You know, but Spider-Man's going, oh, no, I'm being too much of a hard ass because Venom is, you know, I almost beat this poor guy who's probably going to sexually assault this woman and do more to her. I hurt him because I'm so mad at Venom. I'm a bad Spider-Man, bad Spider-Man. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so, you know, Vermin and little boy, you know, steal a truck, throw the driver out the window. And the little boy says, well, where are we going? And Vermin goes, we're going home. We're going home. Whoa. All right. Now, all you Salbu Sima fans. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a treat. Here's one of the first treats for you. No What's dialogue. Salbu Sima art. Here we so, go. Spider-Man yep. and Mary Jane. Spider-Man can't go Peter to bed. Mary Jane and Harry and Liz. Liz. So yep. then in the next, next picture as we... Well, you reach this mansion mm-hmm. and we're outside the gate. Where are we? West Herman Philadelphia, said, born and raised in the playground. <laughs> yeah. But I got in one little fight. My mama got scared. Yes, daddy. I'm home. That wraps up the first issue. Con- to be continued. Okay. This is amazing. Spider-Man, and now we're in spectacular Spider-Man number 179. All right. Let me when get a there. city trembles, Spider-Man versus Venom plus Vermin. Well, <laughs> hang on. No, a little further down. Plus, yeah. what's, what's the, the matter with Harry? Yeah. <laughs> you want a list? You know, <laughs> what's the matter with Harry? So seems like, it seems like we're about is... to embark on a bad comedy. 50 years of Captain America is in the corner box, 41 to 91. It is 2021. So this is a 30-year-old comic, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Like I said, I forgot to you know, mention that I was opening up the rotting wood pulp. 30-year-old, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to head and because uh, I'm keeping track of the comments here. All right, boys yeah. and girls. So uh, uh, Gary in the Frozen. Um what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Where do you guys come up with these names? Can Brad and JR remember when Harry and Liz actually got together? Yes, we can, boys and girls. It, it, what, was it Roger Stern and uh, um, Romita no. Jr.? Or was it before no. that? Or well, was it before Jer- oh, Jerry Conway? Jerry Conway's run, right? No. No? No. Help me. I, Lynn I, Wien, during the Lynn Wien era. Okay, like the one seventies, yeah, one sixties and one one fifties. One sixties, one seventies are amazing. 
What happened, Gary in the Frozen? I'm glad you asked because this yeah. is how rich spider history is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a reference to the Hitchcock film, The Trouble with Harry? I have absolutely no idea. I didn't see Could Shirley McLean or a d- dead body in this issue whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. Wayne and Andrew. Thank you, Ira. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, Harry uh, got out of the loony bin in issue number 151 from his first bout to be in the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In issue number 156, when Ned and Betty were getting married, Harry tried to uh, stop one of Mirage's goons from stealing Liz's purse, which Liz thought was a gentleman, was such a noble act or whatever. And uh, after Harry was coming back from a session with uh, uh, Dr. Bart Hamilton, er, you know, you know what yeah. he what became of him, um, Liz met him and, uh, you know, Flash was there to pick him up, but Liz came by. And so she and Harry decided to go out. And then in issue number 166, I believe, either 166 mm-hmm. one, but it was the Stagron story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced, Harry and Liz announced that they were getting engaged. Brent so, has a question. Won't. When did Harry remember Peter's Spider-Man after forgetting? We will get to that, boys and girls. Right. We will get to that. All right. All but right, actually, so- it was Web of, Spider- Web of Spider-Man number 67. We do the same trick we did the last issue with right, the paste. looking at We're the on part two. We're on part two. Yeah, part two. Looking at those monitors of vermin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Venom's being observed at Ravencroft. Vermin. See, yeah, vermin <laughs> is a cocoon hiding yeah. someone who has been badly hurt. Yeah, we're because I didn't come up with that myself. Uh, yes, mm. vermin's a cocoon and insight. See, because vermin is talking, okay, and then whoever yeah. is talking to vermin, usually Doctor Kafka. Uh, uh, but sometimes it's somebody else, but it's usually Dr. Kafka. No, Vermin's a cocoon, and inside that cocoon is somebody else, somebody who's been badly hurt. And yeah. then Vermin's, oh, don't hurt me, please. Oh, I'm not going to hurt you. You know, so uh, anyway. So Vermin, here we are. Well, let's go back to the, you know, back to the present. Vermin scales the gates. The boy doesn't need to go. He'll tell, he tells Vermin, he, Vermin, you can go in. You don't have to be afraid anymore. So Vermin scales the gates and we see an older woman in bed. All right. And she's frightened by the noise. She hears the noise. She's frightened by it. Okay. And then we go to a separate bedroom. There's no man sleeping in, the, in bed, but he has a visitor, a furry visitor who softly caresses his cheek. Well, softly as you can with claws. Says, Daddy, <laughs> I'm home. No, how creepy. Would like to, how, how would you like to wake up to that? All right. Well, Daddy does the first thing that anybody would do <laughs> when faced with a six-foot-tall <laughs> rodent, you know, <laughs> just, who is just a six foot tall rodent, which has just crawled into bed with you. Uh, he grabs yeah. a gun out of the nightstand. Gary uh, in the frozen says, uh, I own all these issues, but uh, thanks for answering my question. My username is rock band is what Gary in the frozen says. Uh, forget the drinking, forget the beautiful boy drinking game. Instead, take a shot. Whenever uh, Jr. calls him venom, <laughs> drink uh, when Jr. says venom, not vermin is what, be rich. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Hornacek. We're gonna I'm be not. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, I'm. You're. You're. You're an unperson now, Hornacek. I put you in the bad room right now. We're. This story is about out. vermin in the bad thing. You're gonna be in the bad room. All right. <laughs> you know. Nobody brings up my mistakes. Nobody brings up my miscues. Nobody brings up my swiftly deteriorating memory. All right. <laughs> anyway. So, except George. So. Uh, so, so daddy pops a cap, shoots him, dad yeah. shoots him and he runs out, you know, Yee. obviously, you know, jumps out the window. Uh, and of course, then a little boy cries. All right. Yeah. So all right. the scene switches to the cemetery, Peter, yeah. Mary Jane and aunt may looking as her usual decrepit self <laughs> when Brad's pal Sal draws her. Okay. <laughs> That's the way Not aunt may as- look. Not as decrepit as Eric Larson would draw her at times, oh, where yeah. she looks like she's the mother of the crypt keeper. Uh, but Sal draws are pretty desiccated. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, um, <laughs> MJ calls him Venom in part three. Well, uh, make, see that. There you go, Hornacek. Make fun of Harry Jane now. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hornacek so, says, I've made JR's enemy list like Tyson. That's I wonder right. if Tyson even watches the show anymore. <laughs> that's right. Tyson's on my list. Um, Hornacek's not quite there, but he's in the bad room. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so May is talking about, you know, rambling. Of course, like old people, they talk about death a lot and everybody who's dead. 
you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you friends get together, you talk about, Hey, I saw so-and-so I saw so-and-so we get together with old people. They just talk about, Oh yeah, he's dead. She's dead. They're dead. Everybody's dead. I'm going to be dead next. You know, uh, your, so, your, your, your mom and dad are dead, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, this is, all right. This is pre, um, pre robot parents. Yeah. But, but what's interesting here is, um, uh, uh, Aunt May says that so much of the family's buried here and she mentions her sister, Annie. Okay. Now I, uh, again, I don't remember there being a reference before or since to Aunt May having a sister, Annie. Um, but, uh, but I think didn't years mm-hmm. later, uh, Mr. Slot again made a big production out of introducing the Riley family. Yeah, you know, and Aunt May had a sister, had two a sister called April and June, and I forget which one was the good sister and which one was the bad sister. But uh, you know, obviously, Slot yeah. thought he was going somewhere with it, never did. Yeah, because of all of the, the hot cousins, they all disappeared. So anyway, and apparently, Sister Annie. Uh, you know, so anyway, the Riley family crawled back into the woodwork. They just the same woodwork they'd crawled out of. Um, holy cow, a shooting outside a national Padres. Anyway, um, so Peter and uh, anyway, so Aunt May mentions that Peter's uh mother and father are buried there as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, of course, yeah, you know, this is going to be a point. Uh, so anyway, so Peter is is lapsing into deep thought, of course, yeah. and he imagines vermin calling out of the crawling out of those Herman parents graves out of the grave and of course you know peter's like ah! you know and yeah. um you know aunt may goes well let me let me go hang let me go walk around all these other dead people okay <laughs> for a while you know since i'm going to be hanging out with them for real for, you know before long so mary jane says oh yeah being here in a cemetery probably brings up some bad memories of <laughs> that craven incident you know, and Peter goes, no, it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's vermin. Yeah. yeah, what is buried in those graves in Peter? To, yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Hordesek, you may have slightly the, gotten closer to the door to let yourself out of the bad room. Uh, yeah, because, what is uh, buried in those Richard and Mary Parker graves? Well, you know, the, here's the thing. It's like you don't necessarily need a body. Yeah. But you, there's, you know, obviously it, there, it's meant to simulate there are bodies there because there's little mounds, oh. you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and this is, oh, you know what, but uh, yeah, I, I won't comment any further because this is getting to my, one of my big complaints with the story, which is a big part of the story. So that's a good question for a sec. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, so it kind of makes you wonder, did Demetrius even know, read or even care, or was it, he was going to tell a story and it didn't matter what the facts were. Well, like somebody else we used to regularly critique on this show. But again, I've always thought David was a good writer. Sincerely, I do. Yes. Yeah. We just, for whatever reason, a lot of his stuff just didn't click with me. So anyway, so Peter goes, no, yeah. it's not that Craven stuff. It's Berman. And he's out there. And yeah. I can't rest until I track him down and bring him in. So, so anyway, scene switches to Central Park, and the Osborne family is out at Central Park, and Normie's on a merry-go-round. Hey, look at me, Daddy! Look at me, Daddy! Look at me, Daddy! You know, and then uh, Harry says, "I see you, beautiful, beautiful boy." <laughs> <laughs> Gross! It creeps me out. But fortunately, my buddy, Daddy, our Daddy hero, Osborne, Norman Osborne, the ghost is Norman is there to introduce a little bit of. Uh, Wouldn't that be a good Christmas story, the ghost of Osborne? <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Osborne's past. Yeah, we can yeah. have Norman Osborne, Osborne's drunken father, Harry, you know, whatever. So yeah. uh, anyway, of course, Norman is just absolutely appalled. You know, it's like, ah, you, you're treating him like a, you're treating him like calling him beautiful boy and all that other stuff. And yeah. and Harry said, well, dad, you and I used to go on the merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Norman said, I never did that. Never, never did that. You know, and uh, which actually is probably true because remember, Harry's delusional about what kind of he's making stuff up. He even creates an evil Spider Man. (laughs) He's getting ahead of me, getting ahead of me. Oh, so anyway, so Norman is, 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 you know, uh, uh, 
you know, telling, you know, getting on Harry's case and, you know, and Harry's trying to say, no, you were a good dad. You were a good dad. And then just as about Norman's about to say, oh yeah, I, I guess I did. Look, look, <clears throat> then he vapor locks. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and he fall the ghost falls in the goblin gliders embedded in his back. Yeah. The ghost of Spider-Man says he was a sick and vicious man. You should be glad he's dead. Ooh. And of course, Harry zombifies. Uh, uh, Norman, the drugs in the 60s were rough. <laughs> Normie, yeah, and his Harry's Fu Manchu mustache at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, oh and he snaps at little Normie, and little Normie starts to cry. And yeah. oh no, I'm sorry. Beautiful boy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, would it be okay if a mom said beautiful boy, but when a dad does it, I can see it as creepy. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, for example, my wife, my, again, my wife always called Spencer and still calls him, you know, my handsome boy, but that's what mm -hmm. a mother does. Mm -hmm. You know, if I went to Spencer and said, hi, a handsome boy, he'd look at me and say, keep your distance, dad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hornacek has an interesting pondery about gravestones. After Aunt May died and then came back, I wonder if she visits her own grave in the cemetery. <laughs> Isn't the actress in there? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Who knows? I, We're thinking too much. I tell you, Hornacek, I can just, you know, I should just call you the derailer. You know, because here we are, we're going, Brad and I are going on this little, and then Hornacek brings up something. Hey, by the way, uh, Yep. Since when did Pluto become a dwarf planet? Did anybody really think about that? You know, uh, are there like seven dwarf planets, like the seven dwarves? You know, so th thanks, Hornacek. We'll just call you the derailer from now on. Um, like a bad anyway, one. The anyway, derailer. So, so anyway, so Vermin shows up again, you know, and he tips over the merry-go-round because, you know, no fun in games, no fun in games for Vermin when there are people out there to eat. So anyway, so Dr. Kafka is watching more observation tapes of, of her hugging vermin because I almost did a Hornacek, ah, but I didn't. I didn't because uh, I'm better than you. Um, so Kafka is watching observation tapes of her hugging vermin, and Spider-Man drops in just thoroughly to like what the hell are you doing yeah. lady this guy's yeah, crazy what are you doing i mean do you <laughs> like 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 do you have to spray yourself for lice and ticks after you get done with him you yeah. know what what are you doing uh mm -hmm. and uh she tells him well some children just aren't nurtured enough and he says spare me the new age cycle babble but then of course yeah. he chills out when when uh dr kafka says he was abused well, that makes it okay then. All right. He was abused. Oh, physically? No. Well, that makes it double all right then. Mm. Okay. So, but Vermin is outside Kafka's window because he's looking for a mommy figure, really, you know. But we'll mm -hmm. find out what mommy, that mommy failed him or whatever. So you see Spider Man and he runs away. Spider Man runs up to the roof and Spider Man is waiting for him. So they fight. And Spider-Man has beaten 11 daylights out of him. And his mind drifts to telling, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. But then we see Richard and Mary's graves out of nowhere. Why do we see those? I have absolutely no idea. But I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? We're going mm -hmm. to play a significant part. So Kafka comes in and breaks Spidey's concentration and breaks him out of his rage fit and she reaches out to Vermin. You know, she's trying to be nice and friendly or whatever, but you know, she's reminding him of his mother who didn't protect him from the bad thing. Uh, so he bites her and sixes rats on her. Yeah, thanks for all the help, Doc. Appreciate it. You yeah. know, oh, by the way, you know, you know, you'll make a nice little appetizer for my rat friends here. Uh, <laughs> but he's saved by Spider Man and Vermin gets away. Last page, Harry yeah. walks in, Normie's in bed, gives Normie a little kiss, and he leaves the room, and there's Ghost Norman saying, Harry, Harry it's time. Put the mask on, baby. We're going uh, nuts. What, what's the line Michael Keaton says in Batman? You want to get nuts? Or what, what's the line? Let's get nuts, I think is what he says. Something like that. Yep. Yeah, something like that. So we've got yeah. one more issue, don't we? Or is that the, how many have we, we got done? One, we got one more issue for yeah. this part. 
okay. then we're gone for 30 days, boys and girls. <laughs> and then. All right. Okay. So, so spec 180. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, then we, and then finally we get to see the green goblin on a cover. Okay. Yeah. Call my yeah. killer. My friend is what says. There you go. All right. Once again, the story begins. Yeah. Real quick, Brett says, let's get nuts, beautiful boy. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I th you, you people get more disturbing the later the evening goes. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, All let's, right. Let's, let's start like we did every. Uh, now Wait a minute. Get, it, that was a Prince song too, wasn't it? Let's get crazy. Let's, let's get. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prince did All the right. Batman soundtrack. Yeah. So we start the uh, issue again, more footage. Found yeah, footage. the elevator ain't going to break us down. Oh, no, no, let's go. All right, yep. Spectacular Spider-Man number 180 uh, begins. Uh, once again, Dr. Kafka is watching yep. observation tapes, and he tells her how he's afraid to fall asleep Yeah, because that's when the bad thing happens. Yeah. All right. Well, then we go, you know, we have to have some more, you know, vermin's laying in this, vermin's laying in the sewer. Kind of like he's on it, you know, laying in a laying in a chamber of Epsom salts, just like William Hurt in Altered States. Um, and then the little, we find the little boy just laying in bed, calling out for mommy. mommy. And then Vermin and the little boy are together. Mommy, help me! So, yeah. all right, next page actually is a fairly significant event because this is, is the it? very first time. Yes, it is. Is this the first appearance of Emily Osborne? This is very the very first appearance of Mrs. Osborne. Wow. She doesn't get a name until Roger oh. Stern gives her one after the Clone Saga in the Revenge of the Green Goblin miniseries. But this hmm. is the first time that we see Mrs. Osborne. What did you think when you saw her? What? What? Uh, what was I supposed to think? I you mean, know, oh wow! Look I mean, this is She's a big, a this is a big Whoa, revelation a for babe. this is a big revelation. You Goblin fan, you see Norman's wife for the first time. Yeah, I know, but we knew he had a wife. You know, it wasn't yeah, but like, we haven't actually seen her like well, this. That's true, but but it's like it's like okay, yeah, great, nice. We see her. Ho oh, ho. Okay, look at All that right. panel where she's holding Harry in the second one. Harry looks nuts there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, actually, I was about to say it doesn't look like mom knows how to hold a baby because that's how a baby is like. Whoa, I'm about to fall off. <laughs> you know, aren't you supposed to like hold it and support its head or something like that? You know, no, maybe so, that like you know, and and she's just hey, you know, and he's like, hey. well, wait, I, I think we've explained it. She probably dropped him a lot. Uh, that's probably what shook his head, you know. I know. Like, so, so his head's all around. Because yeah, I mean, you know, babies. I mean, you've had one, Brad. There yes. in those early years, they're just well, like they blobs. Can, they of, can barely hold themselves up. Yeah, they're just blobs of protoplasm. More, they're more than actually living things. Gary never knew this was her first appearance. Wait, Harry had a mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apparently he still does, according to Dan Slott. But uh, I wonder oh, if yeah. Spencer's going to. I wonder if Spencer's going to try to fix that in I the few know, issues man. that he has left. But anyway, so Harry's going through the photo album, and of course we see, you know, him and Norman, and of course Norman is looking as jolly and happy as usual, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, get away from there! Uh, and, and then it's like, you know, him and Harry look uh, in tuxes, both of them having that look of saying, "Take the goddamn picture and get it over with." <laughs> Take the damn picture <laughs> so and, and then of course harry sees picture of you know gwen yeah. and, uh, and and mary jane and then little normie and you know and uh, the thing is though harry's hearing two voices in his head now mm -hmm. you can tell he's hearing two voices you can tell he's hearing his dad but he's also hearing another another voice and then we turn the page okay turn the page Boom. and it's spidey oh ghost peter and ghost norman together yeah. again at last um, he's just in. Eric thinks in Harry's costume. mom is kindred. There we go. <laughs> the real All right. kindred. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Peter is saying, stand up to that old son of a blank, blank, blank. Harry, be a man. Stand up to him. He's no good. Blank, blank. And Harry, be, uh, Harry, you know, he can't stand it. No, no, no. So he begins beating up the ghost of Peter. And Norman is cheering his arm. Yeah, there's my boy. That's my boy. Or I guess he would go, that's my boy. That's my boy. That's my beautiful boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, the, you know, and uh, Harry, you know. But then Peter reminds Harry that Norman killed Gwen. And then Harry, then Harry, dad, why did you do such a horrible thing? And then Norman's, you know, Norman attacks Harry and 
then all of a sudden blood starts congealing. Oh, you know, and then it's, uh Oh, it's the guider again. He blames Harry for siding with the man who killed him and he collapses. Yeah. And enraged Harry then destroys the photo album. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yep. Spider-Man goes to Ben's grave and then he goes to his parents' grave. Yep. Mary and Richard. Now, and then we get, we get, we get some feeling, you know, we get some monologuing here. Uh, and actually, um, spider, I actually, it, it, the first panel is interesting because I completely sympathize with what Peter is going through right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why go to a grave? You know, yeah. the person's not there. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, the person I know is not there, The per- you know, and, and I, I have those feelings myself, you know, it's like, why am I here? He ain't there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like he, you know, forget all these bullshit TV shows. If I talk, he ain't hearing me. Okay. So I don't know yeah. why we do this, but I guess that's the, that's a conundrum. Those of us, you know, who've lost somebody, you know, think it's like, why, why are we drawn here? Yeah. But yet we are, but then mm-hmm. he, but then we start hearing things. It's like, you did it. You did it. You did it. Uh, and it's like, and it's like, oh no, no, we're not going there. Are we? We're not going there. Ah, uh, anyway. So he goes to Forest Hill, checks in on a sleeping Aunt May, says, God bless you, Aunt May. I don't know what I'd do without you. Yep. All right. Vermin's back in the sewers. No. Reading a story to a little boy about a witch, an evil witch. But he refers to the witch as a guy. And the little boy goes, wait a minute. Isn't the witch a woman? <laughs> you know? Oh, I guess he is. I guess she is. So we get shots of the little boy sitting on the bed, sitting on a bed. And there's a man with his hand on his shoulder Ugh. and on his head. Uh, we know what's about to happen here. Uh, head thing. And Vermin is going, Mommy, I'm crying out for you. Why don't you hear me? All right. Yeah. Ugh. Back to Kafka watching the tape. Kafka watching the tapes. Edward says he's afraid of the bad thing. Mm-hmm. And Kafka hugs him, saying she'll protect him forever and ever. And as she's watching, she wonders if she pushed him too far into areas of his subconscious that he wasn't prepared to go. Yeah. So Harry checks in on Norman at nighttime. Didn't call him beautiful boy though. Again, sleepy boy. More dialogue, more dialogueless pages again for you. Sal Buscema fans. Yep. Pretty. Um, I see here. Here's the thing. Okay. Uh, This is where I personally, I don't like a lot of pages without dialogue, frankly, Mm -hmm. Um, partly because Ultimate Ultimate Spider Man ruined that for me uh, mm. because because one it was the same thing. But let's let's go back to one of these pages. Let's let's in fact, oh. let's go back to the hair. Let's go back to the Harry page. Okay, where he's kissing Liz. Yeah. This. Now here here is where you know I have to step back and say this is not what was going on in Ultimate where they were just Bagley basically they were just repeating panels mm-hmm. you know I mean yeah. rep- lazily something different is going on every single panel yeah okay and a lot of emotion is being conveyed and and and, the, and you get the idea this is now again I've never you know art is very subjective I've never been a Sal again, no problems with Sal. He's never, it's never been one of my favorite artists, but he conveyed, you can, can see the emotion conveyed mm-hmm. in every single panel. Yep. yep. So really, I mean, really again, th- this really is terrific. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm kind of conflicted, but he may, I, you know, there's no dialogue, but something is still happening here on this page. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike ultimate. <laughs> All right. Fine. So, so Spider-Man comes home. He's about to enter the skylight with his spider sense goes off. And sure enough, the green goblin is back and addresses him as Peter. And mm. Spider-Man now knows the gig is up and it references yeah. web of Spider-Man number 67. And this is where we're going to kind of yeah. answer your question, Gary in the frozen. There you go. Uh, about the last time, uh, because at this time, 
Harry had some idea, and, and actually, we did cover this on podcast number 110, August, the August 2010 show. So, if you want to hear our comments about Web of Spider-Man 67, boys and girls, dig, dig deep into the Crawl Space archives. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a pretty stupid story, uh, to be mm -hmm. honest, because Harry is thinking of making the Green Goblin a, a good guy and using the technology and everything because he kind of wants to rehabilitate his father's memory and he wants to rehabilitate the name of the, the Green Goblin. Well, Spider-Man, Peter, decides that, hmm, should I either sit down with Harry, my best friend, who obviously has some misconceived ideas about his father and his relationship with his father, and he might be doing something really dangerous here by thinking he's going to be a superhero. Maybe he and I should have a heart-to-heart -heart talk, and maybe I should be honest about him with myself and my relationship with his father and with him. Or should I just go in there and kick his ass and make him feel as insignificant and weak and irrelevant as he th already thinks he is? I'll do the latter. All right. So basically he goes and he beats Harry up to prove Harry, how, to prove to Harry that he doesn't have what it takes to be a, a superhero. Yeah. Uh, and then when Spider-Man leaves, Harry, you know, says, well, gee, thanks, Peter. <laughs> um, so, there you go, number six. There you go, uh, Gary in the Frozen. So Harry says, let's take this somewhere else. We don't want our families to be involved in this. So they go to a different location. Uh, and then Harry's, you know, and then Harry decides to try to fake Peter out. You know, oh, I, you know, I'm confused. I need help. You know, you know, take my hand. You know, I, like, I like to take the hand panel where they're shadowed and it, no, Harry suckers them and yep. throws a pumpkin bomb right throws at him. That's pumpkin cool. bomb at him. Yeah, that looks All cool. Right. And then, of course, this pumpkin bomb is not is not is a special pumpkin bomb because it uh, it makes Spider-Man feel groggy mm -hmm. and listless, you know. And then he falls unconscious, and Harry yeah. takes off his mask and says, "This isn't about Spider-Man and the Green Goblin. This is yeah. about two men by the name of Harry Osborn and Peter Parker." Yeah. The child within continues in the next issue to be continued. Next but boys one. and girls, that is the end of the show for the day. Right? <laughs> so right? if you were to grade these back in the day, I, I suspect you would give it a C because the Harry stuff is really solid. The Peter stuff is interesting, but the vermin stuff kills it. Well, not only does the vermin stuff kill it, but yeah. uh, because yeah, really the story should be about Harry and Peter. It it's like you're sitting there thinking, why? Why is vermin involved in this? Yeah, and and why are? But the thing is, and you also know that you're going to be beat over the head with a child abuse story. Okay, you right. know that's going to be what the story is about. The story yeah. is going to be about that because we've I've got I've got to say something about that I, I, because I, I, I'm I, a social justice warrior, well, and if I don't, you know, I have to make my stand on this issue. Well, Harry was, I don't think, well, I guess physically abused in a different way. He was probably slapped around a bit. Uh, Vermin was sexually abused. Yep. So I, I most guess. Of Harry, most of Harry's abuse, it was psychological. I don't mental, think Norman. Yeah, don't I think don't, Harry put a hand on or Norman put a hand on. I, I, you know, it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I don't think Norman beat Harry. Yeah. Um, but, but I think, it, I think it was 90% mental, probably. Yeah. yeah, it was 90% mental because really, in a way, if it to, to lay because uh, Norman made Harry feel insignificant. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah. a lot of that, I think, comes across as verbal abuse, you know, more or less like, you know, you stupid little thing, you're not worth my time. The insults, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's like Norman would have had to take more interest in him to actually lay hands on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know if that really registers or whatever, but but it was just kind of Norman couldn't get interested enough <laughs> in what Harry's issues were or Harry or whatever. Uh, you know, basically just, you know, shut up and leave me alone. Right. You know, Hornacek says the best part of that web story is when Harry says, thanks, Peter, revealing that he knows. And that got me in the feels, the way he says. Brent says, is this where Mackie mirrored the this is between Peter Parker and Osborne scene in Spider-Man 75? It's possible. Yeah. It's possible, which is funny because Glenn Greenberg, who is commenting on this, um, yeah. on the uh, the Clone Saga through the whole Life of Riley thing, says that that didn't ring true for him because it's always been about Pete, the Green Goblin Spider-Man. It's never been about Parker and Osborn. 
It's always been about yeah. Parker and Oswald. And here it is right here. It's, it's you know? like, like the book wants the vermin stuff to be the A-plot. The Harry stuff is a subplot. I think I, I want it to be flipped. I, I, I want uh, Vermin to be back. And that's what they did yeah, with... Vermin doesn't the story, period. That's the thing. I agree. And that that's what happened in Craven's Last Hunt. I, I could care less about Vermin and Craven's Last Hunt also. No you one... Know what's going on. You don't want to know what's going on with Craven. You know, because this is the first time you've really give, been given, you know, and we've done, you know, and, and I don't have the number right now, boys and girls, but we did this. Uh, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, we're getting into a deeper look into Craven than we ever got before. And then it's distracted with all this. Vermin. When people talk about Craven's last night, I never hear them talk about the vermin subplot. Never. It's always Craven blew his brains out. Spider-Man was in the grave. No one ever talks about vermin at all. But that story. But well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.